Welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's a.k.a. Radio Red. Yes, a slightly distracted, a.k.a. Radio Red. Zoom is acting up. I understand it's all over the place. So we're here live on Facebook, and we're just going to do the best we can. We have a guest who can't get back on Zoom. And hello to the gods and gremlins of Zoom. I have Radio Red, and some days it's just, she's here. She's here. Wonderful. Let's get her back in. I'm going to announce what the show is about in just a second, but let's get Karen Mayo on. Karen, as soon as you hear this, put your video on and your audio and we will get you in. Here she is ready to cook for us. Hello, Karen Mayo. How are you? We just went live and now we're waiting for, for Facebook to catch up. This is a little little bit, uh, I won't say verklempt, but one of my guests knows. What it is. <laughs> there she is. There she is. Everybody say hello, Facebook. Hello, Facebook. Everybody. Hello, Facebook. There you go. Karen, if we need any adjustments to your audio, Josh, my engineer, will will text you. Okay, so keep an eye on the chat. Some days it just ain't easy, kids. So I want to welcome all of you. Let's say hello to LLL. I want all of you on the count of three to say hello, LLL, and I'll tell you why in a second. One, two, three. Hello, LLL. Okay, LLL is lovely likey Laura Legs, my most loyal listener. And we're trying to take up a pretend GoFundMe for about a year now. We're almost at our goal to raise money to send her to live in London because she's in Whitestone and it doesn't start with the letter L. Okay, so <laughs> there you go. We have a comedian on the show today. I'm sure he appreciated that. So LLL, you have been greeted. It's been a crazy day. Zoom has been in and out. And my goodness, we had to restart computers and restart links. But here we are. Read My Lips is a show where I have the fun, the privilege, the pleasure of speaking to really creative, interesting people. We're not going to lecture you on anything. We might show you, teach you, amuse you, entertain you, inspire you about something. I don't know what is the intro said. Oh, how those lips can talk. And yes, they can. And wait till you hear my guests. I'm going to tell you who my special guests are today. This was a show that was put together four months ago and last minute today. So things happen and I won't use the bad word. By the way, it's June 14th. It's the 165th day of the Gregorian calendar. And I want to do a shout out to Greg, Gregory, Gregor, whatever your mother called you. We like your calendar and we still use it all these all these centuries later. There are 200 days left in 2021. Is that possible? 200 days left. And I'll tell you what that means. If you're planning something special for New Year's Eve on the verge of 2022, because we all know we had high hopes for 2021, and so far it's actually going better, right, Karen Mayo? You know what I mean. Yes. Yes, the world has opened up, and we know. So if you want to plan something special, I want you to think about making your own Kahlua in the sink in the garage, and Karen might have something (laughs) to say about that. I want you to think about having a still in the bathtub and making your own bootleg whiskey or whatever they make. You might want to try beer and something in the garage and you also might want to just order some really good healthy 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 wine without bad stuff in it and Karen's going to tell us about that for New Year's Eve celebration on December 31st 2021 so I'm warning you it was only 200 days left and that means you better hurry up and get something done because 
everybody's going to be ordering or making something to drink and celebrate. Even if it's water, make it special, put it in a beautiful glass. So it's the 24th Monday in, in the, the year. I'm the only one that matters that cares about that. Zodiac sign is uh, Mercury, it looks like. Oh, it's Gemini and the ruler is Mercury. The element is air and the lucky numbers in case you don't know what to play in your local lottery are 5, 7, 14, and 23. And that's as good as it gets. And We're going to- those numbers. You like those numbers. I do too. I like some of them. Let me introduce my guests. We have one returning guest. We have one brand new guest and one guest who was on my TV show a long time ago and finds himself suddenly on my radio show today. So let me introduce, I'm going to put Trish Malik on first. Trish was here a couple of weeks ago and she's a veteran of the show. Trish has her own TV and radio production company. She created the Shoebox Records label. We'll hear about that. The Healing Angels Ministry for Children in Africa. And she is part of a team a duo of two beautiful blonde ladies. The other one is Pamela Lee. I know Pam for many, many years. She's a sultry singer. And together they are Gata, Girls on the Avenue, G-O-T-A. And they had a number one hit called All Right, A-L-R-I-G-H-T, all capital letters. That's how important it was. And Triple Threat FM Radio called it the feel-good dance track we need to get 2021 started off on the right foot. So Trish, wave hello to everybody. Um, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for coming back. I needed a fill-in guest. And Trish said, sure, I'd love to come back on the show. And then we have Karen Mayo. Karen has been booked for months and months and months, and she waited so patiently. Karen, for those of you watching us on Facebook, Karen, interestingly enough, is, let me tell you, a whole natural whole food chef and a board-certified integrative nutrition coach. She's a fitness coach. She's a nutrition coach. She's a sports coach. She's the author of the international bestseller, Mindful Eating, 30 Days to a Whole New You. And she's got her book behind her. Let me look here. Move my screen here. There it is. Beautiful cover of the book. And Karen is going to talk to us a little bit about improving our health, our lives. We're not going to go too deep into the diseases that are plaguing workplaces <laughs> and taking up most of the money. Art's laughing because he knows about that. Art, by the way, I'll tell you how old Art is in a second, and I'm allowed because he put it in his bio. Um, and so uh, Karen is going to help. Karen, you're going to do a demo of making hummus for us today? I am, yes. Go ahead. Yeah, no, chickpeas are really great for the brain and the nervous system to help function because of the choline inside of the garbanzo beans, chickpeas, whatever you want to call them. Well, I like that. And I'm a fan of hummus, except I like to eat them with chips, but I'm eating baked chips instead of greasy <laughs> chips these days. So we'll, ha we'll have to talk about whether I'm doing more, more bad than good by eating healthy hummus. Thank you, Karen. We're so excited to have you here. And we'll talk about your book. And then we have Art Schill. Art is pretending to be on a stage in a comedy club somewhere. Art and I met through our mutual friend, David Emanuel from Emanuel Entertainment in Great Neck, Long Island, where I was a resident for 32 years before I moved to Durham three years ago. And Art has been doing stand-up comedy since 2017. But what's important is, ladies and audience, is that Art was 81 when he started. Nice. So he's 85 now, looking damn good for your age, kiddo. I don't know what you're doing, right? And he won, listen to this, he won the AARP Funny Comedian Contest the first year he started to, doing comedy. Art, who does that? That tastes chutzpah. You go out there and you shame everybody else. It's, I'm Art, I'm new, I'm, I'm 81 years old, and I'm going to win awards. So move aside, you young kids. Is that what you said? Is that what you said to the people who didn't win the award that year? Although we're talking AARP, so it's 55 plus. Art, what was it like to win the award the first year? 
Well, actually, it was run uh, on Long Island, and um, a gentleman by the name of Paul Anthony ran it, and he then put me on his shows in theaters with about 450, 500 people each. So it was great. Wow. And you headlined at Mohegan Sun at the resort and casino? Yeah. did wow. that in 2020. No, My- 2019. 2019, before before the world shut down, I'm sure. The only, the only show I did during the pandemic was a fundraiser for Toys for Tots back in December 2020. And we actually raised $1,500 that night for them. Very nice. It was a live show. That was the only live show I did during the whole pandemic. Well, when your heart's in the right place, and speaking of hearts in the right place, Trish has her Healing Angels Ministry for Children in Africa. Trish, you've done fundraisers with, who was our famous friend you did a fundraiser with? Danny Glover? Danny Glover, yes. <laughs> Danny Glover. She hosted a fundraiser with Danny for, for raising money for kids with cancer. What was it like working with Danny Glover, Trish? Well, he's a part of my family. You know, he comes, we watch baseball and football together, you know, I cook some Italian meals and this and that. But he's a true humanitarian. And the one thing is, is that Danny's story is very unique because Danny's sister passed away from cancer and I'm a cancer survivor. So because I'm a cancer survivor and he found out at that time, we had written a book with the story on how I did it because I did it all natural, all natural medicine. And I'm now almost... I'm going to say 19 years of remission. Trish, I did not. You never told me this. You were on my show about two months ago. This never came up in your bio. It never came up in our conversation. You you touched me in a whole different way. You're beautiful and smart and caring. And I did not know you were a survivor. Karen, anything you want to say about natural her natural approach? Because I know you're that's important to you, Karen Mayo. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. Congratulations. And I'm so happy to have you um, tell your story and and just tell us what you did. That's amazing. Well, it, do you really want me to get into that story right now? Just, just a little. You know what? Let's let's save it for later when we talk a, li- a little more. But thank you. We do want to hear it. Okay. So I think it's time. We're going to do something very unusual. LLL, I wish you were watching us on Facebook, but I don't think you're, you're on Facebook. I think it's time for us to have a little recipe lesson here from the lovely Karen Mayo. Do you want to take us through the hummus recipe? I'd love to see it. And I'm not going to get the crackers, I promise. I'll just pretend. So Karen, I'm going to put you on full view so everybody can see what you're doing. Take, I have take- mine. I'm all ready. She's already, <laughs> and, and she didn't even know you were going to do this. I'm putting you on speaker view, Karen, full view so everybody can see you. Go ahead. Take a couple of minutes and take us through the recipe. Go ahead. Sure, sure. Of course, you know, homemade hummus, you want to have, it says, my recipe says two garlic cloves, but I always put extra because there's always need for extra garlic. And garlic is so amazing for all kinds of like antifungal, antibacterial. Um, so I just throw it right in there. Next is our lemon. So I take a whole lemon and it gives you about this much juice, about three tablespoons. So you just put that right in there. And then next is our tahini. Some people don't like tahini because it's a sesame seed paste, but I do. I I think it adds a little bit of extra flavor. So I'm just going to add that in. And then next is our chickpea. So these are so amazing. They're full of protein. And like I said, they they have choline in them. So it's really good for our brain. I'm certified in brain health. 
um, by Dr. Daniel Amen and the Amen Clinics. I'm also certified in um, the gut-brain connection. So I just love feeding my brain, right? And who doesn't like talking about food? <laughs> I do. I love eating food, talking about it. All right. Next is our olive oil. So I'm just going to add about two teaspoons. This is the first time we've done live cooking on my show, Karen. Thank you very much. Ah, yeah. Fun. This Go ahead. It is. Olive oil is really great for us, too. So it's good for our brain health. It's also good for our joints and ligaments. And it's great for keeping everything lubricated. All right. Um, next is cumin. So cumin is one of those spices. It's like that you used to have in like Moroccan food or Indian food. And it just is one of those flavors that just takes you to like a whole nother um, level as far as food goes. Um, I love I love it. So I like to put a little extra in there. And who doesn't like extra? <laughs> right? And then um, smoked paprika is the next secret ingredient. Just where, Karen, where do you get smoked paprika? I've, I don't know where to buy that. Just not in the supermarket. Is it a special food store? Whole whole health food store? The whole foods. Okay. Smoked yeah. paprika. And what does it taste like? Different from regular paprika? Art thinking, what? Smoked paprika? I can see him. He's thinking, he's thinking, can I work that into my comedy routine? I don't know, Art. You'll have to work on it. Karen, where do you get, uh, where do you get it? Any particular kind of place? You know what? I, I got this at... Um, at Whole Foods. Okay. Uh, Trish, have you ever bought uh, smoked paprika? You ever cooked with it? Nope. That's new to new to all of us. Okay, go ahead, Karen. Continue. Okay. And the last thing I just added was the pink sea salt. So obviously our body needs to have salt. Um, so that's basically it. And um, now I'm just going to whip it up. But in the meantime, oh wait, I forgot to add this. Oh, I forgot to tell you. So I love to um, put garlic in olive oil. So I'm just going to go ahead and add that. Ooh. It's, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> I, love it. garlic. I think I can smell the garlic from here. Trish and Art, can you smell the garlic? I know oh, yeah. it is delicious. <laughs> Yeah, Karen, we're right there with you, Karen. I have to do more cooking. You might have to come back and do some cooking segments on the show once a month or so. So how 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 much do you beat it down until it's it's real mush, right? It's very, very soft. Yeah, can you hear that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the only thing with garlic is you have to make sure that everybody's eating garlic. <laughs> Art, do, Art, do you have a joke about that, Art Chill? Come on, you must have something to say. There was, there was a famous comedian who used to hold, do the whole thing on paprikash. Name the word paprikash. I can't remember who it was, though. What hilarious. If, now, what's your, any thoughts about garlic? Uh, Karen just said everybody in the room has to be eating garlic if one person's eating it. Art, do you, you have better a, believe it. You better <laughs> I could say something else that everybody has to do. In the same room if somebody does something, but okay. I better not say it right now. No, we're just keeping with garlic. Karen, go ahead. Okay, so in his a comment to that, so if you want to keep everybody sane, you add caraway seeds to anything that's going to give you some sort of gas or bloating, and that was one of the tricks. So if you are cooking with, like, let's say, um, like cabbage or Brussels sprouts, throw some caraway oh. seeds. I, I think I, Trisha, you heard that before? Yes. Caraway. Yes. Interesting. I've seen cabbage with caraway seeds on it. I didn't know why. Art, does that solve your problem? 
<laughs> Sorry, that came Mel, out all wrong. By the way, Mel, Mel Brooks, when he did the 2,000-year-old man, did this whole thing about eating garlic. So when the angel of death came over and tapped him on the shoulder, he would turn around, look at him in the face and go, who's there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, Karen, is it ready? Are we ready for tasting? Not yet. Okay. Getting ready for tasting. Yeah. Okay. So in the meantime, I want to ask Art a little bit about his comedy career, what kind of comedy he does and whether it would be, be clean enough for my audience who are grownups, but we try not to use language. So Art, what kind of comedy do you, where do you get your inspiration? I do shows, I do golf shows, writing material every single day. We got to wait for Karen to finish because her audio is taking over Zoom right now. Oh, I'm so sorry. You want to put me on mute? No, no. Go ahead. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. You have much more to go? Go ahead. <laughs> Sounds like my, my audience mind. when I'm trying to do a show. Your audience. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Karen's so, done. I want to ask Art a little bit about his comedy before you present the hummus to us. Okay, Karen? Okay, you got it. You got it. So, Art, you said you do clean shows. You do, what? what's the alternative to clean shows? What do we call adult it? Adult shows. Adult. Oh, I like that. And what, what is an adult show? What? How How? How adult does it get, well, the humor some, get? Some people do use a lot of four-letter words. I don't. But, you know, you have to be prepared for that if you're at an adult show. I don't believe in it. Um... I will tell you one thing, during the uh, COVID situation, I went to the VA to get uh, COVID testing. And as I drove up, there was a sign that read COVID testing in rear. And I said, damn, I thought it was just a nasal swab. <laughs> COVID testing in rear. <laughs> oh, dear. Karen, just so you know, I muted you and you'll unmute when you're ready to come back when the noise is done, okay? Just because you were taking over the Zoom. Trish, talk to me about you You sing in all kinds of venues, you and Pam. And do you ever follow? Are you opened by a comedian like Art? And, and do you work with comedians who do adult comedy? I'm curious. I really don't, but I have to tell you, this is comic. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's good. He's he's, he's very good. sweet and very sweet and very good. And I can't believe how great you look. God bless you always. Thank really. You. Well, That's I'm fantastic. also a cancer survivor, six years. You but too. I have another cancer that I'm working with right now. Oh, Art, I didn't mm-hmm. know. I heard you weren't feeling well. well. I'll be okay. okay. It'll work out. It will. Well, you've got all these new friends rooting for you, right? You've got Karen you. and you've got Trish and you've got me and that. I'm, listen, I'm, I'm 19 years in remission. I'm 19 years in remission and I had third stage cervical cancer. Oh so, my. And I have two children. Oh so my. just That's to great. say, and, and you weren't supposed to have any kids. So I'm very blessed and very fortunate. And, and I love telling my story because if I could help one soul, and somebody and give them just a little piece of information. It's, yeah. it's phenomenal for me. Yes. Well, tell me, let's hear about, go ahead, Art, go ahead. I was just going to say, because I go into the hospital quite often. And the, the first thing they always say to you is, how are you? And my answer is always, I'm in a hospital. How good could I be? <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll tell all three of you that I, I like a lot of British TV shows, usually detective shows. And I just finished watching MI5, which is called Spooks. It's about an anti-terrorism unit. There's MI5, MI6, yep. and the 
in the British government. And one of the stars of, they, they kill off all their agents, by the way. They either leave, they die, they're exploded in a car, in a building, in a bomb somewhere, they, or they leave in disgrace. They have changed the supporting cast of who the team is that goes out, the MI5 team. Since I've been watching all 10 seasons, we've been through about 12 people. But one of the actresses who caught my attention is named Hermione Norris. Like, Art, you remember Hermione Gingle? Well, this is Hermione Norris. She's a stunning blonde, and she... I looked her up on Wikipedia to see what, and IMDb to see what else she had done. It turns out she's in a kind of a repertory type of a sitcom, but it's not. It's a friends and family kind of, almost like friends. And it's called Cold Feet, about people who have cold feet, about relationships, about marriage, about moving in. And it's, it starts out with three couples and their ins and outs of their lives and then one of them dies in a car accident just after she gives birth. And so it's about what her husband does. They took a 13-year break in the show. Can you believe that? They took a 13-year hiatus and then they came back in, I think it was 2016, 17, and 18. So I'm watching, it's called The New Years. But my point is that they have gone through every life event, shall we say. They've been through losing a spouse in a car accident. They've been through divorce. They've been through infidelity. They've been through finding out uh, a spouse was cheating, finding out a child was gay. They've been through moving. They've been through homelessness. They've been through getting jobs, being accused of uh, one guy is about 30 years older than everybody he works with. They've accused him of, of sexual assault because all he did was show a couple of jokes in the office and, and he has to answer to people who are 30 years younger than him. They've done everything. But I want to tell you that one of the characters got cancer and they go through and it's it's dramatic but they make it a little on the humorous side but not to be funny they go through her journey of lumpectomy and chemo and meeting people in the hospital and what happens after and I don't want to cry but the most telling thing she says is people say well you're okay you're in remission you finished your chemo and she says yes but my life will never be the same my life is different and I can't even tell you how it just will never be. Trish, I, yeah. I hope I'm not getting too much. I, I have to, I have to interject on that though, because yeah. to a lot of people, cancer means different things. And for me, and I know it sounds crazy. It was a blessing. And, and I'm going to tell you why the reason why for me it was is because it made me a better person. It made me realize who my friends were and my family. It made me realize how special every single second of the day is. It made me realize how, as human beings, we take advantage of everything that we have in front of us every single day. And, and going through that and, and being so young and going through that, and the, hence the reason why I opened up Angels Healing Ministry, mm -hmm. because for each day that I survive is one day that I give back to the world. That may be a kind word, a telephone call, a smile, helping somebody. But, and that's how I fulfill my giving back for the blessings that I received. And let me tell you, it's not easy. For some people, cancer is a death sentence. And, and it doesn't have to be because really it's just a different way of life. And it's, it's about perception. So it's your perception on how you want your life to be is how you're going to live out the rest of your life. Now, it's not just with cancer, though. I just have to say not to make this into a whole thing, but yeah. it's with any disease. 
mm-hmm. whether it be cancer, you know, it's any disease, it's your perception. And if you can keep your perception focused mm-hmm. and do the right thing and, and surround yourself with like people in Chinese medicine, like yours, like, you know, mm-hmm. so if you surround yourself with positive people, positive atmosphere, and you keep yourself on that frequency level, how can you not beat the odds of what everybody else sees as the inevitable? Trish, you always touch me when you come on the show. You always have something beautiful to say. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, What I'd like to do is move over to Karen Mayo. And Karen, before we taste the hummus with you virtually, I'd like you to talk a little bit about why you wrote your book, Mindful Eating, and what the definition is. I know you're supposed to be in a quiet, silent place when you eat. Take your time, appreciate the sight, the smell, the sound of your food, eat the rainbow foods. I did peruse your book, but why don't you tell us a bit about your, I think it was your nephew, Scott. Yes, yes. Yes. Karen has a very interesting story about her nephew and how she changed his life through the food she gave him. So Karen, I'm going to put you back on speaker view. Why don't you take a couple of minutes and share? We'd love to hear it. Sure, sure. Yeah. um, My sister, as a single mom, um, she had a tough decision and she enrolled into the army. Um, obviously, Scott couldn't go with her to boot camp, so he came to stay with me during the de- uh, during the sixth grade school year. So, um, and he was diagnosed with ADHD and he was taking medication. So when he came to stay with me, um, not that I didn't, um, you know, he still was eating, you know, foods, but it was more it was more healthy foods. Um, there was no McDonald's. There was no, like, there was no fast food, put it that way. There was no fast food. And ultimately what happened was he went from a C student at best, always sliding by to straight A's on a roll throughout the school year. And he was in the top 10% of the kids with <laughs> the top 10% of the kids nationwide with the online math problems. Wow. And I got a call from the teachers and they wanted to see me and, um, cause they would look passed through his records and um, they wanted to know what I was doing with him. And I said, you know, I was just doing what my mom did with me and my sisters growing up. So ultimately what happened was it was the food I was feeding him um, that changed the way he was thinking. So good food in your brain is feeling, you know, good when you're eating on, when you're eating processed food, when you're eating junk food, when you're eating all of the fried foods, all of those foods that are, um, omega-6s that are very bad for our brains, it does affect it. It does affect it. And you are what you eat. So, um, I mean, that's long story short, uh, of the, of why I wrote my book. Um, and it's just, I mean, he changed, he changed my life too. I was working at Wells Fargo in finance and lending. Um, and then when all of this happened, um, you know, I got called to the principal's office and I hadn't gotten called to the principal's office in like 35 years. <laughs> so they were, they, you know, the teachers were like, what were you doing? So, you know, his breakfast was, you know, I made his breakfast, you know, and it wasn't, it was just consistent, good food. You know, I packed his lunch almost every day. Um, and then I made him a healthy dinner, which always started with a salad. So we had pizza. But the pizza was along with the salad. So we ate the big salad first and then pizza, you know. We ate, like, regular stuff. We just started with the greens. 
Absolutely fascinating. Well, bravo to you for changing a, a young boy's life without having to hit him over the head and say, I'm not letting you go anywhere that I can't control the food you have. You just provided the good food. How did Scott react to all this, Karen? I know the teachers were very pleased. I'm sure your sister was pleased. But did Scott say, wow, Aunt Karen, I'm in the top 10% academically. I'm on a sports team. I'm on the honor roll. Was he amazed at how his life had changed? What did he say? I think so. I actually, I, you know, I think I don't think like he does now, like now he's, he'll be 22 this year, but he, when he looked, every time I see him, you know, he's like, Aunt Karen, I know what we did together. I appreciate you, you know, for that. So when, when he says that, it just melts my heart, of course. Right. So, but when, when you see something, when you see the grades change like that, it affects you. And I thought to myself, if I can do this with a sixth grader, I need to get out and talk to people, you know, help them reduce, you know, at least some of their medications and, you know, just just give them the information. So that's why, you know, I've, I've started a, um, working on a, a video series, a 30 day video series based on my book. So that's going to be coming out soon. And I'll, I'll let you know that. Wonderful. Well, I, I appreciate the story. And we used to call those case studies, right? Art <laughs> back in the day, case studies. Now they call them use cases where you talk about real life and how something happened and something changed as a result of causality. And I appreciate the story. I'm very glad you put it on your website too, Karen. It was a real grabber. Uh, very, very interesting to hear. I would love to narrate her book for her. Oh, oh, well, we got to get the two of you together. There yeah. you yes. go. There you go. Sure. So I want to ask Art a little bit now about what are the audiences like in comedy clubs before COVID or when you were performing on stages with four or 500 people, I did stand up for a couple of years and my venue I've done were- shows in smaller places too, obviously. Yeah, I did. I did public libraries and and bookstores, and I I don't I think I had once a couple hundred people at a show, but never. I, gotta, I have to tell you the funniest one of all. Yeah. Right after the uh, hurricane that hit Puerto Rico and devastated it, mm-hmm. uh, one of the restaurants I had done shows in said that they wanted to do a fundraiser for Puerto Rico, so there were four comics that were going to be doing it, including myself, and um, two people showed up. One couple. <laughs> we did the show and we figured we'd raise enough money to buy one small bottle of water and send it to Puerto Rico. <laughs> True story. Well, every drop counts, right? <laughs> every, every bottle counts. Trish, have you ever thought of doing a comedy fundraiser? I've done a lot of them. Have you? I, you know what? So the next time I throw one, because I throw at least two or three a year, I will invite you. Are you in New York? Yes, I am. Okay. Long Island. So am I. He's in Great Neck. Where are you, okay. Trish? What part of Long Island? I'm in Hampton Bays. Okay. I'm going to be doing a show out in uh, Amagansett on the 25th. Oh, so, okay. Uh, yeah, on the 25th. Right. On the so, 25th. And on the 27th, uh, Pamela Lee and I will be at Il Vizio in Massapequa. Oh, okay. I know the place very well. Yes, we will be there on the on the twenty fifth. It's a, 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 I'm sorry, on the twenty seventh. It's a Sunday afternoon, two to six p.m. Can you get no, Art a, a guest pass to come in? Can you get yeah. him a pass? Yeah, Art, we'll we'll put you in touch with Trish. Art, tell me about audiences today. What are they like before COVID? What would they absolutely love to get out there and laugh? Now they need it. They really need it. I mean, every show I've been doing. Uh, I haven't, I, I start doing the big theater shows um, next month. 
but the shows I've been doing in restaurants and clubs have been completely sold out, every one of them, every one of them. And Business. people just want to get out and laugh. Now they do. Businesses is booming and people, right. We want to get out of the way where we were. My band, I'm in a band here in my community. And we just got back together after a year and a half at our clubhouse. It's open again. And it was rough going for the first rehearsal, but we, we will get our act together. It, it's interesting. It's just fun to see everybody. And I was so happy to get, I'm a drummer and I was so happy to get back on my drums and actually play we're doing rock and roll uh, trish we're doing some rock and roll we're doing old-time rock and roll we're doing a lot of motown uh, we're doing a little lotus redding we're doing um i'm trying to think of what else um tell me what i say by ray charles as our closer we do mustang hey, sally by Wil wilson pick i really get to bang away on the drums really hammer them on tell me what i say it's a fabulous hey hey it's wonderful we're doing pretty woman by roy orbison and the cool jerk and th they've added a couple songs and so it was really fun but i i needed to get back to playing with other musicians taking lessons is one thing i tried zoom lessons with my drum teacher it's not the same it i mean come on. When, when, when listen when you're on stage mm. and and you're performing and you're doing what you love yes how bad it's euphoric it, it, you can't it, it is, is really for me i can it only is. for me for me it is really euphoric seeing the audience and and just something comes over you and yes making them happy and seeing them yes. smile or for me seeing them sing the songs or know the words to your yes. song yes. is unbelievable i and love I, that it, i am i am our, our concerts as well we're doing a performance at the end of august of motown and we're doing one we have a veterans club here and they have something called a pig picking event where they bring in they cater it with some kind of pork i i, I, I wouldn't know pig, pig I, picking event pig, Pig picking event. Pig pick event. No, pig pig picking event. Pig pig. And uh, our band has been invited to to perform upstairs in the clubhouse while people are waiting for their to get on the line for their food. So we're preparing for two performances. And my little Latin band is playing in my garage this Saturday. We're going to advertise it. I can't wait to come and see you. You gotta. You got. You I got, gotta. Gotta. Come. Her group is got it, Girls on the Avenue. So you got it. You I got to come You got to bring Pam here. Karen, you've done a lot of speaking as well. You're a motivational speaker. What is it? Are you back speaking on stages or are you doing webinars? What are you doing in terms of speaking these days, Karen Mayo? Yeah, I'm just doing a lot of webinars. I actually did my first live. Um, I did a bunch of smoothies, smoothie social, they're called, I call them, um, on Friday. So it was fun. Uh, and it's, I mean, slowly getting back open. Good. And do you, you have that feeling that when you're on stage in front of people, Karen, that you're, you're reaching them, that they're, you're getting that love back to be yeah. a little bit corny, but real. What, what do you think? Yeah, no, um, I, I really do enjoy, um, talking with people. I, I think I'm better, um, conversational, wise uh because my my business is corporate right so i do have a corporate wellness business so right now there's no corporations that are bringing back um any sort of people as far as um you know hr is concerned so it's i think it's going to be another six to eight months before um we are actually back in corporations it it very well might i notice when i go to the supermarket around here 85 percent of the people are still wearing masks yeah, I'm in Westchester. And, and, I, and I still do. Yeah, it's 50-50. Yep, just because. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we have two parts of the show. Trish knows about this because she was on and we're going to go through these now. We have about 20 minutes left and we're going to go through the famous birthdays for today, June 14th. And I'm going to say the name of someone and their age. And if you know who they are <laughs> or aren't, one of them is in, in your era, I shall say, and you may know who she is. Actress Marla Gibbs. I think she does comedy too, is 89 years old. You remember Marla Gibbs? She was on a lot I've of stuff. She's 89 today, so everybody say happy birthday, Marla Gibbs. There we go. <laughs> and we have this rock singer Rod Argent. Argent as in the French word for silver, Argent. He was with the zombies. Remember the zombies, the group? Trish, you must remember the zombies, right? Do you remember the singing group, the, the zombies, a rock and roll group? Didn't they say, uh, I'm trying to think of what the name, uh, I, we'll, we'll look up the song. He's 75 today. Olympic gold medal speed skater, Eric Hayden. I don't know if you all remember him or Hayden, H-E-I-D-E-N. He's 62. Not a lot of famous people today, but I'm coming up to one. <laughs> boy, boy, George. Oh, remember yeah. Boy, George, Culture Club. Yeah. He's 59 today. Can you believe Boy, Karen is saying, holy hummus, you got to be kidding me. And there was one of the actresses on Baywatch, remember, Yasmin Bleeth? Oh, yeah. She is 52 today. And Steffi Graf, International Tennis Mm -hmm. Hall of Fame, is 51. I didn't find a lot of famous people that I knew, so those were the best I could get for you. There were a couple of politicians. I didn't want to talk to them. So now let's do famous holidays. And Art, you probably don't know any of these. Trish has been through this with me. Trish, are you ready to help me out with the holidays? Yes. And Karen will help with the holidays too. So today is June 14th. It's National Flag Day. Anybody put a flag out? I did. You did? Yeah. Okay, Okay, good. And it's also, Art, this might be for you. It's National Bourbon Day. (laughs) If if you didn't remember. I'm more of a vodka drinker. I was going to say, if you didn't remember to put out the flag, maybe it's because you were celebrating Bourbon Day instead. (laughs) June 15th, tomorrow is National Bug Busting Day. And I hate to tell you, but it's about lice. I didn't know that until I looked it up. But more important, it's National Photography Day. So is anybody doing any photography, Art, or... Karen, Karen, do you do photography for your book yourself? Um, no, I, I'm. I, I like taking a lot of pictures. Okay, <laughs> I I do too. I get to ask you, but where can we find Karen's book? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get to her website before the end of the show. Okay. I promise. We're we're gonna get to it. No problem. And then, so Wednesday is National Fudge Day. And it's Bloomsday. Does anybody know what Bloomsday is? Because I'm going to tell you if you don't know. Art, right, do you know what Bloomsday is? I can only think of the um, comic strip. Nope, that was, yeah, that was something else. It commemorates the life and legend of Irish writer James Joyce. Bloomsday is every June 16th, we take a moment to honor and celebrate all we've gained from his works. The significance taken from his 1922 novel, Ulysses, which took place on June 16th, 1904, and follows a day in the life of the protagonist, Leopold Bloom. And we'll leave it there. So happy Bloomsday on Wednesday. Thursday, uh, this is the one that touches everybody one way or another. Today, this person touched my life. It's Global Garbage Man Day. <laughs> now here they have a magnetic device that reaches across out, out of the garbage truck and it grabs <laughs> your, your garbage can and it lifts it up and tilts it over the side of the truck and they shake it until, and then they like to put it back down on the curb so that it either falls down or cracks or they drag it up the street so it goes to your neighbor's house. But they're very diligent, very diligent about that. Do you have any, Karen, where are you located? What part of the country? I'm in Westchester, New York. 
Baltimore. Oh, okay. I went to I went to Sarah Lawrence, so I know the area oh, yeah. from back in the day, Bronxville. So, do, do you have that co- back there anymore? I haven't even tried. It's co-ed <laughs> now, so I probably more fun. Uh, Karen, do you have those kind of garbage pickups where they have the magnetic arms that come out and pull up the bin? No, we have the old-fashioned where the guys get out of the truck and pick up the garbage. Really? Well, we, I know there were humans in the truck because one drove by. We have every other Monday here in my my neighborhood is trash pickup day, but every other Monday is put out the blue can with the recyclables. Mm. And they used to come Monday morning, like eight, nine, 10 o'clock. Now you're lucky if they're here by three in the afternoon. Sometimes they wait till Tuesday. You get a ticket if you leave your garbage can out on the curb. What can I tell you? But what's interesting is they broke one of the garbage cans sooner after I got here, smashed it to bits, and I left it out for the city to pick up and bring a replacement. And somebody in the neighborhood called the HOA and had me cited, had me reprimanded and threatened because I had left the can. I had to put up a big sign, do not remove, waiting for pickup. Can has been destroyed by the garbage people. City will pick up soon. The city didn't pick up for a week. And I had to watch everybody who walked by the thing. They didn't do something to the broken can. It took a week to get this anyway. What can I tell you? Okay. And it's also Thursday. More important is National Apple Strudel Day. Anybody oh, that's one I can get behind. Karen, how bad is apple strudel for you? All right, just wait a second there. Okay, so apple strudel, you can make it healthy. Okay. Yeah. How, what, what do we skip? Okay, you skip the, the good, the, like the outside, the strudel part. The strudel and dough. Yeah, the, yeah, the phyllo dough. Yeah, phyllo dough. Yeah. yeah. And then you just put the um, oatmeal on top. Okay, there you go. So we learned that. It's also eat your vegetables day. So while you're having healthy apple strudel, you're going to eat your vegetables. And Karen says vegetables, the color of the rainbow, right? We want red and yellow and green. And what types of vegetables fall into those colors in the rainbow, Karen? Yep. So we have yellow squash. We have green squash. We have um, sweet potato, which is orange as well, right? And those are very healthy for you. Um, We have a, a big, beautiful array of greens. And then we have our our hot peppers with capsaicin in it gets metabolism going. And then our bananas. I mean, it's just so beautiful. It is beautiful. I'm glad you put that on the cover of your book. We have a couple more holidays on Thursday. Dump the pump day. Does anybody know what that is? You're going to be surprised. Art, do you know what dump the pump is or Trish? No, well, I guess it's uh the electric car companies are trying to get rid of gas. Well, you're, you're, you're partially right. It's encouraging commuters to forego their cars by using public transportation, not electric vehicles. Public transportation, save time and money on spending on gasoline. So that's what oh, dumps the pump is. His show. <laughs> and it's Stewart's Root Beer Day. Does anybody ever drink? I've never heard of Stewart's. No. Yes. Sure. Excellent. Excellent. Karen. They, they Karen. Cherry soda. Karen, is root beer okay? Um, only if you have ice cream in it. <laughs> oh, I, I, I knew that's I liked it. Favorite. Do you brown remember? Cow. Yes, root they beer float. A brown cow, that's right. Yeah. Does anybody remember mug root beer? Yes, sure. Yes, yes. Used to buy mug root beer when I lived in Oregon, and it was they terrific. Still sell it. Do they sell mug root beer? You're making us look so old, darling. I'm so young sorry. And I'm vibrant. Sorry. Well, I mean, I <laughs> come on. <laughs> I haven't remember seen it how can you I'm gonna to have to find mug root beer because I have some vanilla ice cream in the freezer. So that's what's Thursday. Friday is International Panic Day. This is a strange one. It's when pe- 
listen to this. This is when people are required to panic. It's a mock holiday aimed at spreading awareness for mental health issues. It's the day to let out your fears and panic about your worries. And International Panic Day rather asks, why not? Rather than why? I don't think we're going to, I don't think, does this group want it? No, I think we're going to pass on that holiday. It's also, interestingly enough, panic almost rhymes with picnic. So it's International Picnic Day, the day of the, so skip the panic and go for the picnic. It's also, if you're brave enough, Karen's going to like this, it's International Sushi Day. Karen, good, bad, or not so much? Okay, so um, white rice, ask for brown rice, much healthier. Okay. Seaweed is very healthy for you, especially if you have some sort of um, thyroid issue. Seaweed is very healthy. Um, Fish. Yes, go for it. Okay. Well, I have good news for you. All right. Friday is also National Go Fishing Day. So if you don't want to buy the sushi, you can, <laughs> you can catch your own. How they put these together, Picnic Day and Panic Day and Sushi Day. And I wonder where you get them from because I never a, find them. It's called the National Holiday Calendar. I'll send you the link to the one I use. And it seems to be the same every year, but they're hysterical. I know other people use these calendars. It's Panic Day. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's Panic Day because they planned a picnic and then somebody forgot to go fishing and bring the sushi. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I have to see, you can use this in your comedy routine. It's also take back the lunch break day because they say Americans, especially in this country, have to forego lunch. We've been accustomed to eating at our desk, skipping lunch, right, Karen? Important to have those meals. It's linked to low employee morale and well-being, and there are benefits of having a lunch break. So take back the break day. Now, Saturday is National Box Day, means play with your cat. Anybody have a cat? So I, yeah, so I have cats and, and they actually, that is like the best toy that you can even bring home. Like just have a box a and box. that is like, go play for it forever, ever, ever. Well, well, related to that, it's National Garfield the Cat Day, okay, yes. on Play With Your Play the Box Day. And it's Martini Day. Anybody still, Trish, any martinis in your life or in your clubs what where you a, perform? What a, what a, all right, any martinis where you, are, are you martini drinker? Vodka martini? Vodka martinis. Straight up olives on the side. Right. <laughs> oh, you two are going to get along fine when you go to see her show. And you can't put any vermouth in it because that makes it too wet. Exactly. Straight up olives on the side. That's the whole thing. I asked ask the bartender once, give me a very dry martini. I don't want you to put a vermouth in it. I just want you to whisper the word vermouth over the glass. And he did, and I tasted it. He said, you said it too loud. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. What is this about James Bond shaken, not stirred? Was that a martini? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. We got it. And now it's also world juggling day on Saturday. So there you go. Sunday is father's day. There you go. It's American Eagle day. It's also vanilla milkshake day, Karen, on Sunday. Okay. Now what, what, what would be a healthy milkshake, Karen? I use almost every day. I have 1% milk, a couple of ice cubes, a little bit of agave syrup and a half a banana. And that to me is a healthy shake for breakfast. Yes or no. Am I right or wrong? Okay. So, um, agave, you should switch that out. Make it maple syrup. I have maple. I'm allowed to have maple syrup. Yes. Get out. Yeah. Agave, um, affects the liver. So just so you know that. Didn't know. So yeah. maple, so milk, maple syrup, ice cubes, and banana would be healthier. Um, yeah, you have protein. 
no, no protein in it. Okay. What should um, I use? Yeah. Pro- protein powder? Yeah, yeah. Or um, you can do, even do, do you know coconut milk? I'm not good with other kinds of milk. I'm just best with, I'm, I'm allergic to almond yeah. milk and some others. So, so yeah. About hemp milk. What kind? Hemp. Hemp. Hemp, hemp seed. Hemp seed. It's really, it's delicious. Is it's it delicious. like, is it like CBD or any other hemp no, products? No. no. Um, it's just, I had to ask. <laughs> oh, this one's so delicious, but they have um, a tent one, T-E-M-P-T. Okay. I will look for it. Thank you very yeah. much. And let's finish our holidays. It's also Sunday is if you're cel- not celebrating Father's Day, it's ugliest dog day. <laughs> All right, seriously, you Where need this. It's it's a national holiday calendar. And next Monday, and I'll read these because my show isn't on till the evening and I want people to celebrate the day. It's International Yoga Day. It's National <laughs> Selfie Day. It's Smoothie Day, Karen. Smoothie day. It's take your cat to work day. Never um, it. Trish, can you imagine taking your cat to work? Seriously? No, but I do do a smoothie every day. Okay, we're glad you, it's the summer solstice on June 21st, and it's the world day of music. So thank you all for playing along. So let's give some we have seven minutes left, which right. is a world of time. Go ahead. Go ahead, Art. I just wanted to ask Trish, because the two of you were talking music. Have you been to Stephen Talkhouse in Amagansett? Have I ever been there? Yes. I, I actually performed a comedy show there, which is unusual because it's so well known as a music venue. Yes. Great, great place. Well, the whole island is beautiful. It all just depends on what you're into. But especially now that everybody's starting to come out of the pandemic and feeling free, all the open venues are doing phenomenal because you're outside. We have four New Yorkers here. I can't imagine the last, I can't remember the last time I had New Yorkers on my show. I was born in Queens, nice Jewish girl in a nice Catholic hospital with a cross over my mother's bed. All right, there you go. And my dad was a young doctor. My mom was a nurse and they built a house in Douglaston, Queens, not McEnroe Douglaston by the water, Little Neck Bay, but in the part, we called it the manor or the park. So I was where they ended up building the Long Island Expressway. We were up they built. I they know dug exactly where you were. They dug Marathon the horse Parkway between Marathon and Douglaston Parkway. And That's exactly Parkway. where we are. My on, office on, was on Marathon for years. I went to junior high school sixty seven on Marathon Parkway. I used okay. to walk up to school during junior high school. But it was interesting that, to know that we were there when they built. They sunk Horace Harding Boulevard down and and sunk down and did the LIE between exit thirty two and thirty three. That was where and we became one half a block in from the dead end that looked down over the expressway. So that was at Bayside High School, Sarah Lawrence College. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was very interesting growing up there. Yes, yes, yes. A lot of lot of good memories, I think, if I can remember back that far. <laughs> anyway, it's so nice to have four New Yorkers on the show. Karen, would you believe I, I sent out an SOS when the, the scheduled guest couldn't make it. And I emailed a bunch of people today and two people who said, yes, I'll be there are Art and Trish. And I didn't even realize we were having, I didn't realize you were a New Yorker and here we are all New Yorkers. Yeah. And my listeners are thinking, so what? It is a big deal because we're New Yorkers. <laughs> you better believe it. Forget about it. <laughs> so that's right. So get over it, right? I, I have a guest coming um, from a guest going to be on one of my radio shows. I'm doing a show on the future of letter writing, encouragement, and websites, platforms like like Clubhouse, where you meet people and talk to them, and kindness and encouragement. A young lady is in 
is in Hawaii. And she listened to some of my radio shows and she said, I like your accent. And I said, I, I don't have a New York accent. I have a little Pennsylvania accent from my mother's side of the family. But I said, what accident are you, accent are you, are you accidentally talking about? And she said, she wrote back and said, you have a twang. Does anybody hear a twang? She she said, "I'm from Hawaii, and where I come from, you have a twang." D does anybody hear a twang? <laughs> but you where do sound like a New Yorker. I'm sorry. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you could fall right in with no problems. Yeah. I never sounded like I lived all over the country, so I've never sounded like a New Yorker. Yes, you see, it's who you interview. Th that's true. That's true. That's true. Well, when it I lived in Oregon, me. they wanted to know what's when my I moved back from Eugene, Oregon to New York. My kids were in, uh, let's see, junior high school and they're five years apart. So one was in high school and one was just starting middle school. And uh, their friends said, we're going to buy you guns. Your mom is moving you back to New York. And my kids said, why? They said, because it's a terribly dangerous place and we want you to protect yourself. My oh. son was 16 and they offered to buy him a gun. <laughs> this is a long time ago. I won't tell you how old he is now. But anyway, I Trish, the impression of New York was so strange that they had on the West Coast. This was Eugene, Oregon. We're not talking California here. So anyway, I had to kind of defend. But I have to tell you, I've, I've traveled the world literally in my journeys over the years. I've been very fortunate enough to do that, especially like with Doctors Without Borders and stuff. But there is such an allure to New York yes. that no matter where I go, I'm like, I'll never leave it. I just, I love New York. I love, I just love the whole energy of it. There's good and bad in everything, but there's a special energy. You're going to say qua. Je ne sais quoi, right? Yes. So yes. let's give some websites because I got two minutes and I have some closing remarks. Karen Mayo, where can people find you and your book? Yes, yes You can find me um, at karenmayo.com. You can also find me um, on Amazon as well at barnesandnoble.com. Mindful Eating is the name of the book. Karen Mayo is K-A-R-E-N-M-A-Y-O. First four letters of man age, which I don't think she uses, dot com. Art Show, where can people find you and find Facebook, out about your schedule? Facebook. And I also have a number of shows up on YouTube. Okay, so it's Art, A-R-T, first name, Shill, S-C-H-I-L-L, S-C-H-I-L-L. Trish Millick, where can people find you in Gata? They can find us at Gata Music Official, or they could check out our Gata line, which is gataware.net. Okay, and Gata is G-O-T-A, gatamusicofficial.com. Is that the one? Dot net. Dot net, G O T A music official.net. There you go. I have some parting words and I want to thank all three of you. It's been absolutely delightful. Trish knows this spiel at the end, but I want you all to enjoy this. So life is short. Break the rules, right, Art? Forgive quickly, kiss slowly. Trust me, it's the only way. Love truly from your heart. Laugh uncontrollably. And Karen's going to go out taking a taste of her hummus and never regret anything that made you smile. And one more. There we go. Everybody open wide. Uh, and, and dance like nobody's watching. Beautiful. I didn't get to that part. Don't steal my clothing. <laughs> work, work like you don't need the money. And if you do work anyway, and don't let anybody know. Dance like no one's watching. And when I was teaching disco and ballroom dancing and Latin 
everybody watch. Sing like nobody's listening. We'll let Trish do the singing. I'm not going to do it. Trish, we didn't play your music. Next time we'll do it again. And love like you've never been heard because we all have. Get over it. Go on and find some new love because it regenerates if your heart is open. Money talks. Chocolate sings. And I'm going to have some later. And last but not least, and I stole this line art from somebody else. Thank you for turning me on. So say goodbye to <laughs> goodbye to Facebook. Nice. Goodbye, Josh. Thanks for being Trish, our engineer. Don't, don't go away. Yes. Don't go away, kids. I want to take some pictures and we're gonna say goodbye to Facebook and we're gonna close the show on Facebook. Bye, Facebook. And Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio, presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.